There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. engine light on take the guesswork out of your check engine light with o'reilly veriscan it's free and provides a report with solutions based on over 650 million vehicle scans verified by ASC certified master technicians and if you need help we can recommend a shop for you ask for o'reilly veriscan today oh, 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 O'Reilly. auto parts Hey everyone, this is Mark Kenyon of Wired to Hunt, and you're listening to the third episode of our bonus mini-series, Rut Radio. And with me today is Wired to Hunt contributor Spencer Newharth. And Spencer, for those who maybe didn't catch the first two episodes, can you give us a Cliff Notes version of what we're going to be doing here today on this podcast? So this time of year, I'm just dying to hear reports from other hunters, whether it comes through Facebook posts or text messages or, or what have you. And this podcast is going to be doing just that. So I will talk to guys from across Whitetail Nation to get an idea about the deer activity in their neck of the woods, but more specifically the buck activity. And so I think we as hunters can then use that information to confirm or deny what we're seeing and help us make better decisions like, you know, if we're going to be hunting a morning or an evening, what stand we're going to be in, you know, if we're going to be calling that hunt basically just how aggressive we should be based on what others are seeing and what they think the rut activity has been lately. And hopefully in each episode, with the diverse area and diverse group of hunters that we talk to, we'll uncover some information that's relevant and useful to you. Perfect. Yes. So especially this time of year with the rut, you know, especially right now, about to really take off. As you know, things change so quickly every day, let alone every week. So, so yeah. I think so far we've been getting really good feedback on this, and I'm excited to hear what's on tap for this week's show. But I guess first, Spencer, how how have things been looking for you? What's your rut report so far? So what I've been seeing is a lot of one and a half and two and a half year old bucks out, you know, chasing does around. But those bigger bucks for me still at least uh, you know have their wits about them, and we're probably still a week away from you know all the deer losing their mind and, and the rut really kicking off. And that kind of agrees with what we heard this week. However, there's still tons of big deer hitting the ground. You can't open up any social media uh, without seeing you know somebody holding antler in their hand. And, but that's late October for you. If you've got a buck you know, on a pretty good pattern, this would be an amazing time of year to catch him in daylight. If not, if you're waiting for a random deer to show up, I think we're still a little bit away from, you know, that bit of the rut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As as of right now, we are on the eve of November when we're actually talking. And uh, gosh, that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a beautiful day. Sweet November is here. So, I gotta say, what I've been seeing isn't too different than what you just mentioned too. Um, you know, I have seen my buck that I'm after here, in Michigan Holyfield, two more times, kind of cruising, 
And um, I did see a three and a half year old chasing last night. But uh, otherwise, it's kind of slowed down a little bit from what it was last week. For whatever reason, like we talked about, I kind of hit a pocket of great activity, but it kind of tapered back down here these last two days. So uh, I'm excited for the coming days. Hopefully we get some colder weather and that'll get them, get them moving again. Yeah, you know, everybody said the deer activity is, is pretty good right now, but they all agree that it's only going to get better. Um, and at this point, a cold front would just be gravy. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, that said then, I guess, who who are we talking to and what states are we covering today? Well, we start off in southern Oklahoma with Clay Forst of Stewart Ranch Outfitters. And then we have Tony Peterson, who joined us a couple weeks ago from Bow Hunter Magazine, and he's covering Minnesota and Wisconsin. And then we have Jason Reed of Pushing the Wild Limits in New York. And then we have Clinton Fawcett in Illinois with Bow Hunter Die. And then we end with another familiar voice of Josh Honeycutt of Realtree.com in Kentucky. Excellent. Well, uh, I'm interested to see what they have to say. And is there anything else we need to cover before we just get right into these interviews? Uh, no. I'm excited for you guys to hear this week's report, so I think we kick to the first one in Oklahoma. All right. Well, let's get to it. And uh, until next week, Spencer, good luck hunting. You too. And happy November. <laughs> Same to you. But quickly, before we get to our first update... As all Wired to Hunt podcasts are, this episode is brought to you by Sitka Gear. If you'd like to learn more about Sitka Gear's technical hunting apparel, you can visit sitkagear.com. And now, on to the show. All right, and joining us on the line first is Clay Forrest of Stewart Ranch Outfitters. Now, Stewart Ranch is in southern Oklahoma, and Clay is a manager there, so he's got tons of insight on what's going on in that area. And Clay, what would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, the buck activity has been there lately? Uh, scale one to 10, as far as, uh, buck activities, probably from a rut standpoint is probably like a two or a three at this point of the year right now. And so you're basing that off of, uh, sightings or what your clients are telling you or trail cam activity. What do you see in there? Um, that's based off more of just sightings, uh, glassing and that sort of thing, getting around as far as me, myself and my guides. Uh, and then also from, uh, clients being in the sand the last, uh, two and a half weeks. Sure, and what would you say is causing it to, to be a two or a three right now? And would you say that's typical for this time of year to, to have such a lack of buck activity? Uh, no, sir, definitely not typical at all. Uh, this time of year, going into the first October, we probably, or excuse me, first of November, we, we should be probably more like a six or a seven, a lot of pre-rut type uh, action. We're uh, experiencing some abnormally high uh, temperatures right now in southern Oklahoma. Uh, just for example, today is supposed to be a, a high of 90. Um, and so I really think uh, that's shutting down a lot of what we should be seeing right now as far as uh, pre-rut activity is just, I think, due to a weather uh, weather situation. When it's as hot as it is right now, what is then your strategy for, for getting a mature buck on the ground? Is there a good way to go about doing it? Do you get closer to their beds? Uh, do you focus on water or certain food source? You know, like, what have you been doing this last week or so? Uh, we've just kind of been concentrating on on food sources. We've really just kind of stuck to what our early season tactics are. Uh, we're, we're really just mainly hunting food sources right now. And for us, that's, that's feeders or uh, we've got uh, winter wheat in this area. So we're hunting a lot of travel areas going into uh, their main food source right now, which is, is winter wheat. Um, so really just kind of sticking to our early season, uh, early season tactics. We haven't really switched gears to the rut type tactic or, uh, anything to that nature. So as that heat wave 
killed some typical deer sign that you would be seeing right now, maybe some rubs and scrapes? Um, honestly, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're really starting to see the, the rub and scrape activity pick up. Uh, I just don't, and this is just my opinion. There's no scientific anything behind it. It's just, I think it's so hot. They're just not really wanting to push yet. Some of the younger deer are nose and does around at feeders. Uh, but, uh, just last week I watched a eight and a half year old deer look at a doe and put his head right back down at a, uh, right back down to what he was eating. So paid no attention to her uh, whatsoever. Um, so I, I really think it's just the, the heat. I mean, they, they act rut or their body, I think, wants to rut, but they just aren't doing it. I mean, the maturity that we're getting on the ground, their their tarsals are black and their necks are starting to swell. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just hot. And I think that's what's causing the, the lack of activity from a, from a rut standpoint. Right, and so then going forward in the next 10 days or so, what do you think the buck activity is going to be down there on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I'm going to say maybe push it to a 5 or a 6. Uh, our extended forecast, there's not a lot of relief. I think by about uh, Wednesday or Thursday, we're supposed to be in the mid-70s mid or so, but still not normal for what uh, 1st of November should be down here, so Hopefully it kicks up a couple points, but I still wouldn't put it in the, in the high zone, maybe get it toward the, the middle five or six range. Sure. Well, looking at your Facebook page, I, I know you guys will get it done either way down there. If it's, uh, if it's a two or three or if it's a five or six, so I'll be following along there at Stewart Ranch Outfitters. Thanks for your time, Clay. Awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you, Spencer. All right, and joining us on the phone next is Bow Hunter Magazine gear editor Tony Peterson. And Tony has been hunting his home state of Minnesota lately, and he also did some hunting in Wisconsin where he's punched two tags. Now, Tony, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say the buck activity has been lately in that area? Oh, I would say an 8.75. Well, that is a, a good number. So tell us what you're basing <laughs> that off of. Um, just, you know, a lot of activity. Uh, you, you know, it's been hot, and uh, it's still been it's still been going really strong. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a buck chasing quite as hard as the one I killed in Minnesota on Thursday. Um, so it's, it's been going good. And so to, to get yourself in position to kill that buck, was it a morning sit, an evening sit? Were you close to his bedding? Were you hunting food? Uh, what were you doing there? Um, it was a morning sit. I was hunting close to where that buck and some other ones lived. Um, but I also knew the reason I sat where I did is cause there's just a lot of does living in that little Valley that I was in. So I knew there was a decent chance a doe would drag a buck through and that's, that's just what happened. And so for other guys hunting, uh, kind of in that region, do you think this is about the most aggressive you should be right now? Or should you still show maybe a little bit of patience with your, your best stands? Um, you know, it depends. Here in Minnesota, our, our firearm season opens Saturday, so I get real aggressive this week because it's our last chance before gun hunters hit. You know, if you're in a state like Iowa or Nebraska or somewhere maybe where um, the gun season opens a little bit later, you could play it a little bit safe, but what I'm seeing now, I wouldn't. I'd get after it. And so what about deer sign in the areas that you've been hunting? Have you been seeing a lot of scrapes and rubs, and, and do you think they're still active? Oh, Yeah. Uh, you know, the scrape thing will dry up a little bit, but I had a camera over a scrape in Minnesota um, up until the day I killed that buck, and the deer were visiting that scrape every day, bucks and does, um, and just, you know, rubs showed up all over the woods. Um, so it's they're, they're laying down sign. And so what about food sources this time of year? Uh, 
do you have some agriculture where, where harvest is taking place or are you hunting uh, some pretty dense woods? Um, you know, I killed a buck in Wisconsin in the, the big north woods last week that was just feeding on browse, and I ended up calling him in. But the, the deer that I'm hunting in Minnesota, you know, the acorn crop was, was down quite a bit this year. So they're they're hitting the uh, chopped corn fields pretty hard, the pick corn fields and, uh, you know, pick bean fields and alfalfa. So that's that's been an ag thing for me. And so you just talked about the calling there. You know, what kind of techniques are you using this time of year with grunting or rattling? Um, I snort weeds that buck in. I don't do a lot of calling. Um, I generally like, kind of like to th- let things happen on their own. Um, but that buck, I was sitting over a creek, so I couldn't hear him coming, and he was already past me um, by the time I saw him. And so he, I grunted at him a few times, and he wouldn't pay any attention to a grunt call. And then when I started snort wheezing, he started getting ticked off, and he came in rubbing his antlers and raking branches and um, he was fired up, and I think he was a fighter anyway because he had a messed up eye. Uh, he had a lot of pus around one of his eyes, so I think he caught a tie in there too. But for me, mostly, it's yeah, I like to snort weed a lot. And and so with those two hunts where you you punched tags, do you think the weather was helping you at all then, or do you think that still has no. been a factor this season? Uh, I don't think the weather helped me on either one a whole lot. Uh, you know, it's been warm and. Uh, the buck in Minnesota, it was really windy already by the time the sun sun was up. Um, so, you know, the factors that, that a lot of people think, you know, hurt deer movement, such as heat and, and wind, uh, I dealt with both of them, and it didn't matter. You know, the, the rut trumps everything right now, I think. Sure, and so what phase of the rut would you say we're in? Are we pre-rut? Are we seeking and chasing? What do you think is going on in your area? Well, we're in the pre-rut. You know, they're they're seeking and chasing hard. Um, you know, they're definitely they're definitely out looking for does. Um, and I think I you know I can't prove this, but it, there are a lot of big bucks hitting the ground right now. And I think what it might have to do with is that some of those natural foods that we're used to having and kind of spreading out the deer, like the acorns, they're they're not they're not drawing the deer because they're not there. So I think more of the does are concentrated on the on the fields and some of the the food sources. And it just seems like the rutting activity is going really good for this time of year. And so going forward in the next 10 days or so, do you think we're going to improve on that 8.75 that you gave me? Or do you think we'll get a little oh, yeah. worse? No, I think we'll get better. I mean, it's still, I just checked the 10-day forecast and it's going to stay hot, but it doesn't matter. Once you start getting into the 5th, 6th, 7th of November, it's the same thing every year. It's That's when, to me, that it just busts wide open. And so I think it's I think it's only going to get better. Right. Well, being in your neighboring state of South Dakota, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that. And I can't wait to get out this week. So, Awesome. Well, good luck. All right. Thanks, Tony. Yep. Thank you. And joining us on the line now is Jason Reed, an outdoor writer of Pushing the Wild Limits. Now, Jason, in New York, what would you say the buck activity has been there on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I'd say right now it's probably about a 5 between the daylight and the nighttime activity. And so I know you hunt a lot of different areas in New York, and would you say that five is pretty consistent for for all the places that you've been? So far, uh, just with this time of the month uh, and where we are, and things are are starting to pick up more and more. We're getting more. We're finally getting some. We're finally getting some daylight photos of our of our target bucks. And, and so I, I know you hunt like three different areas. Would you explain what the differences are there, and you know what you see for activity level wise? Yeah. So the first uh, spot that I hunt is up near Lake Ontario. That's very reminiscent of, you know, the Midwest, a lot of agriculture. 
uh, really great soil. So the genetics, the nutrition are all there. Um, we're seeing, I was seeing last week, I saw uh, does um, really running in circles in the woods with their tails up spread and they're trying to start to spread their scent around. I've been starting to see more um, really between my, uh, between the central part of the state and the lake shore, I've been seeing uh, button bucks and yearling does on their own, which is kind of indicative of the, the mama does pushing them out, getting ready to, to get bred. But as far as uh, buck activity goes, we're starting to see an uptick and uh, we're really seeing the, really the peak of scraping at this point in both locations. And so you said the scraping is really picking up right now. Would you say a lot of that has been being done at night? Yeah, 95% of the photos I have of scraping are at night. Um, any, any of my buddies have been sending uh, photos, and it's mostly at night at this point. Uh, although on the 25th, we did have our number one buck, Texas. There's a real, like, 20-plus-inch wide 10-point uh, show up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon to hit a mock scrape. Like I said, mostly at night, with the exception of, uh, of the big guy. Sure, and so stand-wise right now, how aggressive are you with, with your sits? Are you getting pretty close to bedding right now, or are you focusing on other areas? Well, part of the thing is with with where I can hunt. Yes, I have a couple of places, different places I can hunt, but for the most part, I really don't have all that great access to food, which is kind of interesting. Um, one spot has some good mass crop, um, but for the most part, I am hunting generally hunting transition zones and um closer to batting areas. So right now I'm starting to get, uh, because of, because of the time of the year, seeing the uptick in buck activity, I'm starting to push in a little bit closer to the bedding areas just because I know that they're going to be cruising in and out of there, checking for does. Um, so just, you know, obviously being as careful as I can, but I'm starting to, to get a little more aggressive as the, uh, as the uh, calendar ticks by and I only have 19 days left in archery until rifle starts. So got to make the move now before rifle starts. Cause once, once rifle starts in the arc, it, you got to hunt them like rabbits and it's a different ball game. Sure. And so going forward in these next 10 days or so, uh, what do you think the bucket activity is going to be on a scale of one to 10? I think it's going to be up at, towards eight. Well, uh, for us here in New York, we got, uh, the weather's finally going to stabilize. And so hopefully the pressure, the barometric pressure is going to stabilize. And I think that because we are now, what it'll be like two or three weeks, I think from the full moon. Um, and the fact that I've already seen does, you know, I've already seen bucks chasing does a little bit. Um, I think the next 10 days is just going to explode because of the weather and uh, the timing with the moon phase there. Well, that's exciting to hear, Jason, and I hope you can get it done before gun season opens up there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, and joining us on the phone next is Clinton Fawcett of Bow Hunter Die. Now, Clinton, in Illinois, what would you say the buck activity has been there on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, for the past week, um, we have been seeing several bucks. I would say the buck activity has been a 7. And so is is that what you'd expect for the end of October? Yeah, I yeah, normally I, I really like, or Frank and I, we really like hunting the last week of October. Um, we have usually on a normal year, we have a lot of success and we have been seeing, um, several of our shooter bucks. Now the overall deer activity has been down with this warm weather. Um, but we have been seeing, uh, several nice bucks that we've been hunting. 
And so those shooter bucks that you've been targeting, uh, what are they doing when you've had encounters with them? Are they hitting scrapes? Are they chasing does? Are they just, uh, you know, bed to food? What's going on there? Well, the first two big bucks that we encountered, Frankie was by himself the first day, and he grunted one in and, and called him in, and that would have been last Wednesday. Or no, excuse me, it would have been on Thursday. And uh, the big eight point that I was after I saw on Wednesday night, and I'd actually rattled, and he come in. Last night we saw when it was just out cruising. The last three days, it seems like they've been pretty unresponsive, and they're just kind of getting their nose into the wind and just heading out searching. Um, my pictures have been down the last three days on scrapes. It seems like they've kind of transitioned over to just, you know, putting their nose in the wind and kind of trying to look for that first doe. Sharon, so what are your calling techniques right now with the the rattling and the grunting? Are you you doing any blind calling at this point or not? Actually, both the deer we called in um, was blind calling. Um, A lot of times if if we're out and it's getting later and and nothing's been happening, we'll we'll try to blind call at least once. Um, Not not multiple times on the same farm if we're hunting the same setups. We try to eliminate, you know, we don't call every time we go in. But if we're bouncing around a couple different farms, we will. Um, the, the deer last night, we saw him, uh, he was 70 yards away. I've been trying to kill the deer since the first October we've been on him and seen him several times, but he come out and I could tell pretty much by his body posture that we weren't going to get anything done with him, but he had his nose into the wind. He was kind of on cruise mode and I grunted at him. He immediately stopped and looked. Um, and then we let him, he, when he walked off, we did try to snort wheeze at him and he, he did posture up a little bit, but he looked for probably a minute or two and then he just continued about his way and we let him get oh probably 150 yards away in the crp where we could just see his horns and we rattled at him and he turned and came just a little bit and then continued on now the setup wasn't perfect for him to come in you know with those big deer when they get the wind where they can't get it in their face or at least get a good crosswind to come back to that rattling or calling you know, a lot of times it's, it's pretty tough to kill a big mature deer that way. But, you know, sometimes they'll come blazing in there. But right now at this heat, they're just not in that mode, at least not around here. Right. And so you said overall the, the deer activity has been down, but you've encountered a number of mature bucks. Why do you think that, that you've been encountering these mature bucks if, if the deer activity is, is at a lull right now? Well, we Frank and I run a lot of cameras all the time. Um, so we know where, where the deer are at most of the time, what we're, especially right now, they're still on like a historical based pattern where they were last year, mostly. And once those deer move in there and, you know, we look at that past data, we can get in there on them. But also, you know, the last week, October is a great time to kill a big deer because he's, he's out looking, you know, I, but to tell you the truth, the best pictures I had so far this year was from the 19th to the 24th. I had lots and lots of, of deer, um, big bucks on their feet in the daylight. And I honestly think it's, you know, we got a lot of cameras in our core area. And I think, you know, you just catch them there at the end on a little cold front or, or maybe the wind switching direction the next day, they get up and get moving. So I think that's why I've been successful just because we're, you know, we're very close to where they're bedding um, and where they're coming to. Right. And so if you're getting all this good movement right now, at the end of October, do you worry at all that come the rut, these deer might uh, disappear and and head off to the neighbors that they're cruising so much? Or is that not a fear of yours? Uh, Oh no, I hate, I hate hunting in November. I absolutely hate it. I, I wish I could just hunt the last two weeks of October and then maybe hunt late season. Um, I, I am a, I am a patternable deer hunter. I don't like hunting deer. I can't pattern and stuff that gets out of my control, even with at work and stuff in life. I'm not very good at it. So November just does not, I, I just don't like it. 
Absolutely. And, and what about going forward for this next week or so? What do you think the buck activity is going to be then on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I, truthfully, with it, today's Monday. I'm not looking for a whole lot except for on Thursday. I, I would say if it gets above a 5 or a 6, I'd be surprised. Um, the temperatures here in central Illinois aren't supposed to do much. You know, it's really warm today and tomorrow. We're supposed to get an inch and a half of rain on Wednesday. So I think Thursday morning could be pretty good because we're going to have high pressure and the winds will get out of the north. So I'm thinking Thursday could be good. Um, after that, the temps are just supposed to mellow off. Um, the pressure is supposed to be high on Friday and Saturday. So, you know, you could catch them there. But just in my experience, the first four or five days in November usually aren't very good for us. Um, it's usually, you know, the fifth after the fifth it, it kicks off. But it's almost like it just gets a little slow. You know, right now our pictures are down. I feel like the bucks have, have been harassing the does enough. Now they're kind of hiding, but they're not ready. Some of these big deer are definitely going to be on their feet kind of cruising and looking, but I don't think they're going to be call responsive. I think, you know, it's going to be a typical run. You better just be in the right place at the right time. Um, but as, as far as I'm just going nuts running around, I don't see it happening yet. I think we're a week off from that. But I, I would say if a guy's in the woods on Thursday, you could see a little spike in, in the buck movement that morning after that rain. Right. Well, I, I hope those uh, mature bucks stick around for you and we'll continue to follow along at Bowhunter Die. Well, thanks, Spencer. I, I appreciate the call and I appreciate you guys letting me be on the show. Thanks, Clinton. All right, and joining us on the phone last is Josh Honeycutt, the deer editor with Realtree.com. Now, Josh, I know you already tagged out in Kentucky, but that hasn't kept you out of the woods. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say the buck activity has been there lately? Yeah, I've been spending a little. I've killed my buck tag in, or filled my buck tag in Kentucky, and I, but I still filmed some other people in Kentucky. So I've still been out in the woods, still been keeping an eye on trail cameras. Um, and it's been kind of slow as far as the daylight activity, uh, for the last, uh, few days because of this really, the really hot temperatures we had here in Kentucky. It's been one of the hottest, uh, Octobers on record. Uh, so it's been pretty tough as far as those deer moving in daylight. They still move in daylight, just not very far from the bedding areas. Um, and so on a scale of one to 10, I would probably say it's went down a little bit since the last time we talked the middle of October to for probably from like a six to a seven to a five or a six. Uh, it's went down a little bit uh, just simply because of the extreme hot temperatures that we've had. So you've got bucks out moving, but not necessarily in daylight. Um, are they moving like in the middle of the night or before and after uh, shooting light? Just as soon as the shooting light, just as soon as, as legal shooting lights over, I'm getting pictures of bucks. I mean, I know they're moving in daylight still. They're just not, they haven't been moving as far from their beds, um, of an afternoon. I'm getting a lot of pictures of bucks of a morning in daylight because it's cooler. Uh, but as far as afternoon sets, the deer just aren't moving as quickly, uh, of an afternoon. So, so the last week or so, the mornings have, have definitely been more productive based on my camera checks, based on the time that I've been in the woods filming uh, some other people hunt. And uh, But it's, I think that's about to change because we're going to be moving into the weekend. It's going to stay warm uh, till the end of this week. And then moving into the week, Friday and Saturday, uh, we're, we're supposed to cool down. There's supposed to be about a 15-degree uh, temperature swing. So uh, being that with just with the temperature swing we're going to have the end of the week paired with the fact that it's going to be around that 
you know, the end of the first week in November, November 5th, 6th. I mean, between, but just between those two factors alone, I expect to see a, a, a big increase in daylight activity and overall activity by the end of the week. Sure. And so those bucks that are out moving at night, do you know what they're doing? Are they, are they laying down some sign? Are they looking for does? Are they, uh, you know, getting to their food a little earlier? What, what's going on there? Yeah. It's kind of a transition period. We're kind of right there on the tail end of the pre-rut, moving into the rut. You know, we're not—it's not full-blown rut yet. I mean, I've not been—I've not seen any chasing activity. It's kind of in that seeking phase, seeking phase, the beginning of the seeking phase of the rut. Uh, There's—I haven't seen a lot of chasing activity. They're really still in that uh, uh, period where they're laying down a lot of signs. A lot of rubs have popped up the last. seven to ten days a lot of scrapes have popped up the last five to seven days um and those bucks are laying down sign pretty hard right now um i've seen quite a few bucks um new bucks that i have not seen this year um just showed up within the last seven days on camera um so the deer moving uh they're starting to move more that the overall activity has continued to increase throughout october it's just these afternoons because of this hot temp, this hot weather has uh, prevented prevented those deer from getting up as quickly as they would of an evening. But those morning scents have been kind of decent because there's been a lot of times where I've had pictures of bucks um, hitting camera sites, you know, right there around the beginning of legal shooting light. But uh, I expect uh, I expect activity to increase quite a bit as we move toward the end of this week and into next week because we're supposed to stay pretty cold. It's not going to be cold, but it's supposed to stay pretty cool. Uh, from this weekend moving into the next week and even the end of next week. Yeah, so that uptick in activity, what would you say that'll translate to then on a scale of 1 to 10 for buck movement in this next week or so? Well, my favorite week of the whole year to hunt is next week. Uh, it's that, uh, pull my calendar up here. Uh, next, uh, This week is obviously the week of Halloween. You know, next Saturday is going to be the 5th. Um, so we got next week, we've got the week of the 6th, from the 6th to the 12th. That's my favorite week to hunt of the entire year. Um, that is usually, uh, for most people, it's a little bit different from place to place, from state to state, and from region to region. But that's usually generally your best uh, uh, buck movement. Uh, that's your kind of that chasing period. It's that week prior to peak breeding. Uh, what people refer to as the lockdown phase this next not this week but next week i expect to see a lot of chasing going on uh simply because of the time that it's you know the time of the year uh, what the point of the rut that will be in and also because of the cool temperatures we'll have so this week i'll be still be in kentucky running a camera filming some guys hunt uh and then next week i'll be heading uh heading to indiana to get my indiana hunting license in chasing an indiana buck up there on public land because i expect it's going to be pretty good well that sounds like uh an exciting next couple weeks coming up for you josh and i I look forward to watching for pictures that you got from the hunt so thanks again for your time yeah thank you and like i said i expect that i don't know if i give you a number but i'd say it's going to be between the nine and ten next week well i'll take either one of them all right thanks josh thank you and that concludes this week's episode of wired to hunts rut radio Make sure you follow Wired Hunt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Spencer Newharth. Thanks for listening, and I want to wish everybody a happy rut. Hey, if you guys like to cook outdoors and you ought to, you should check out the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle. So this is a carbon steel cooktop. 
that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge, reaching all the way up to 500 degrees. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. 